Heroes from the Trenches, stories forged in the fires of experience. Education is a lifelong learning experience. Learn more about Harvey and what he is doing to educate the industry at Certified HVAC Training on Facebook. All right, thank you all for joining us once again. We're hanging out with Harvey Kaplan. Harvey, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing well this morning. Nice to see you. Harvey, we spent quite a bit of time at the National HVACR Education Conference talking about how training and training programs have changed over time and through different generations. Could you tell us a little bit about what education and what the training of a HVACR technician looked like when you were coming into the field? Sure. Uh, I started out as an electrician working, doing mostly residential, little light commercial uh, electrical work. And I had a reputation of being a pretty good uh, control guy. And back in those days, uh, when you bought an air conditioner or what have you, uh, or a boiler or a furnace in that matter, you got a box of parts and you had a worm. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, 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 uh, you didn't get a package unit, as almost everything is today. So after a few years, uh, uh, air conditioning uh, was a uh, virgin industry, and I was offered a job which gave me a third raise, and I had a wife and two children and, uh, you know, and a mortgage payment and all those good things that came with making $2.50 a <laughs> What year was that that you started, Harvey? 1961. So you've seen a lot of changes in your time frame. Oh, oh I, I, I've seen it. And so at any rate, so when I went to work for the first company in, in uh, air conditioning and refrigeration, uh, we, uh, you know, had to learn mostly on the job. Uh, one of the stories, I'll tell you this, you'll love this one. Uh, one of the guys that I was working under at that time, it was eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. It was dark and we were up on this roof and we took 16 screws out of a door and hinges on it in those days and um, on a rooftop unit. And now it's late at night. I want to get out of there. And so I figured we don't have to put all 10 of those screws back. And I threw half of them off the roof. <laughs> and the, the, the guy that I was working with got really upset. He went down to the truck and bought, uh, brought up new screws because those screws have to go back in there. So you learn something with that. Too. So that was part of the training was uh, on the job training. But the boss um, handed me. I don't know, probably during the first week, a copy of Modern Refrigeration yeah. and um, said, you need to learn this stuff. And so, you know, I'm an anal person and I, I went and started reading that and spent probably the next couple of years going through that book uh, to learn so that I could be better. I, I wanted to be as good in um, air conditioning and refrigeration as I was as an electrician. So, and then that's how I got started in this business. 
I myself started on modern refrigeration. We had a copy on one of the shelves in our office. And when we had questions, we sat down, opened up modern refrigeration and we learned about things. Yeah. And, uh, well, you know, it, it was kind of different in those days because, you know, there, there were not as many air conditioning companies back in those days doing residential. Right. I mean, uh, I often tell the story when I'm teaching a class that we carried at least a hundred belts on the truck because all the blowers and the furnaces were belt driven. Oh yeah, almost everything. Yeah, was. they were either a 48 or a 56 frame motor, generally around a half horsepower. Yep. Uh, when we put the air conditioning, when we had to change the motors because they would be really a fractional of. Uh, maybe a quarter to a third prior and we couldn't move enough air. Exactly. And, you know, in this day and age, uh, it's my opinion that uh, 75% of the issues with uh, service is airflow. Airflow, airflow, airflow. Yeah. So, uh, and and I generally ask the question, uh, well, what do we do with about airflow? And half the students will miss the fact that we have airflow outside. That's right. Okay. I, I just put out a uh, video on capacitors of checking them. And, and the reason is, if you don't check a capacitor while the unit's running, how do you know if that fan is running too fast or too slow? Yeah, very true. Checking it under well, load. Yeah. You know, yeah, a lot we, of people don't teach that. And it's very well, important to know how a motor is operating while yeah, it is well, running it is, with the cat. I don't know if you saw the video or not. I just I did. put it out the other, uh, maybe last week or the week before. Yeah. I'm an old man. I get to be forgetful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's wonderful to know that, you know, we are never too late in the game to learn a new technology or new innovation. You know, our industry is moving at an incredibly fast pace, but we've always had change and we've always had new things coming to our industry. We just have to embrace change. I can only imagine the different things that you've encountered along the way. So tell us how you... Uh, how you prepared? How did you get through these changes? Well, let's look at this. In the beginning, we were looking at R12. That's right. Okay. And, you know, and you still remember certain things. You you remember the fact that at R12 in air conditioning, your cool was somewhere around uh, 40 PSIs, uh, 40 degrees rather. Uh, and actually it was 40 PSIs close to that. And then we went to 22, which was supposed to be the answer to everything. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. And then it went up. And you know what they said then? How are we going to deal with these high pressures? Oh, my goodness. Look how oh, high these, these things high are. Pressures are going from 40 to almost 70. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was like, uh, why, why would you uh, yeah. do that? Was there a lot of and, grumbling in the industry? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't really think so, because it was a different breed of people, okay? okay. Um, the, the majority of the workers were just workers, you know, and they they didn't learn the service end, which is probably, as far as I'm concerned, the best end to be. Yeah, so do I. Okay, uh, so they, they, they didn't want to learn that. Uh, I'll tell you this story about, uh, I went on vacation when I was in business for myself, and uh, uh, 
one of my friends called in and my head guy went out there and he's and they, my friend said to him, just put a whole new system in. And he said, no, I, can't, I can't do this. I know you're Harvey's friend. And he says, no, it's okay. I'm authorizing it. He would not do it. My, my best guy would not put a new unit. He says, because Harvey always has, will come back and do something and this unit will ruin. <laughs> so, and... and and I did, and, and this, uh, I, when I came back, I went there, I put a hard start kit on there, and the thing ran for three more years. Right, okay. absolutely. Uh, I, to this day, tell everybody in every class that I teach, do not put a unit in, uh, air conditioning-wise, without a hard start kit on it, if it's got a scroll or a recip compressor, okay? Because uh, you, you really need that extra push in even though uh, you got all these timers on thermostats or on boards or things of that nature. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, so I uh, tell them, hey, you got to have a hard start kit. And, and today it's easy because you don't have to put a potential relay in and all that stuff that we did. And I still teach the fact of how a potential relay works. It's fun to ask them, is this a normally open or normally closed switch? And they can't figure it out. The <laughs> guy says, he, you know. Yeah. And, and uh, so uh, there you get to teach the back EMF. Yeah, that's right. And um, so, but no technology is changing. Now we're going to uh, variable speeds. But at any rate, uh, those are some of the things that guys just don't know. But and then I look at some of the stuff today and some I see these bad installations. And oh, you mean it, on like social media posts? Of, yeah, I, I saw one on uh, Facebook the other day, an attic installation where I guess it was a replacement and they put the furnace in upside down or the air hammer and a drain was coming out the top. <laughs> this is a unique way of uh, saying, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's going to be unique. I mean, and you see these things and you say, who's doing it? What right. bothers me the most, okay, is our industry is saying, hey, we don't have the, the workers or the amount of people. But uh, I think there's a, there's a good labor market out there that – I don't see people going after, and that's the veterans that are coming out of the service. Uh, I really believe that uh, we can uh, give some of them a job and get them trained, get them. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, uh, apprentice schools. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, uh, I, I'm involved with one now. I think... Um, some of the community colleges that are teaching HVAC don't have a lab. How do you teach without a lab with the hands on? Because the majority of new people that we get are uh, hands-on type of learning. Oh, absolutely. You know. We've definitely seen a change in that. If we think about the programs that we had, even just in high school, you know, there was a time when shop classes and mechanical classes and even electrical classes were the norm. 
I think that my generation, I'm a generation X, we were probably the last ones that witnessed that type of curriculum that was really being promoted in the high school environment. I myself had basic electrical and electricity classes in high school where we were actually tearing apart control boards and building small solid state circuitry controls. As freshmen, by the time I had graduated, that class wasn't even in existence anymore. So we've seen a departure from a lot of those fundamental hands-on mechanical and interactive courses that went away that we are starting to see again. Even here at HVAC Excellence, we're starting to see more high school programs that are building in HVAC and refrigeration and even some of the newer innovative sciences for like solar, solar photovoltaic that is, uh, you know, emerging technologies that are being introduced at high school and our vocational levels. Oh, I, I think so. And it was an interesting fact that came out this week uh, uh, from, I don't know, some federal agency that said um, it's the lowest level of that are going to college this year, that they, it, it's down to 62% that a a lot of the students are into wow. the blue collar jobs. So, I mean, I heard that Absolutely. this week. I don't know how true that is, but it certainly makes sense to me. Right. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. We think about college, you know, for decades, we pushed that college was the only path to go for education after your high school diploma. So we really pushed people to go to college, pushed to go to yeah. college. Well, I was one. I went to college just to get there and find out that I really just wanted to work on stuff. So I ended up getting into the mechanical fields, which ended up being the trades, and went, oh, wow, this is really where I wanted to be. But I didn't even know what my resources were until I actually got into the field and went, oh, well, this is what I'm good at. Oh, yeah, well, listen, uh, you know, they're, if they're into an apprentice program or they're into just going to community college to get some of the fundamentals, um, which is all good, okay, although I'm a big believer in apprentice programs, but, um, but you need an organization to sponsor them. Uh, exactly. So uh, the, the community colleges aren't doing that. Uh, but at any rate, they need to learn the fundamentals. I mean, you know, I'm a big believer in fundamentals. Mm -hmm. uh, it, if you notice, uh, when I do the instructor workshops, it's always about fundamentals. Uh, because uh, if you understand the refrigeration system, the mechanical refrigeration system, because that's what most of them are working on, totally understand it, what the condition of the refrigerant is, what each of the component parts do, how it, how that heat gets transferred and so on, and why do we compress it, okay? And, uh, obviously, we compress it to raise its temperature so that we can be higher than the ambient around it, whether it's water-cooled or air-cooled, it doesn't make any difference uh, as far as why we do it. So those are the things that um, I always enjoyed service, but if you don't understand what the condition in refrigerant is, you can't do that. I always used to, when I was working a service desk for a couple of uh, manufacturers, and, and they would, uh, I would get these calls in this day and age, 
Okay, uh, and they would say, hey, you having a bad run of boards? Why do you ask? Well, I've put in three, and I still had the same problem. <laughs> Did you ever think it's not the board? Hmm, let me think. I mean, that, that's one of the things I enjoy teaching is how to circle a board. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the problem is they'll take their voltmeter and put it across RNC and say, i got 24 volts, but I'm not getting the contactor to pull in over there. Well, you think maybe the contactor's bad? <laughs> okay, dragging down the board from the other side? I mean, you know, and so I go through this of uh, showing them how to do it. And of course, one of the things that, that I really do not like is Molex plugs, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> what I tell students to do, if you're scrapping a furnace that has Molex plugs. Save some. Save the plugs in with about six or eight inches of the wire as much as you can get on the thing. So that you can uh, test those things and, you know, and so on. And so, you know, that that's the world today. I mean, uh, uh, I, I'm an old man and I still enjoy doing the teaching. I mean, fortunately, I don't have to, but I do it because <laughs> I enjoy Exactly. You know, and, and it keeps me up to date with what goes on in this yeah, world. That's now. right. That it does. You know, <laughs> and the technology today, the tools that you have today. And, and I, I tell these one thing that I, when I was working service for the companies and I would go out to a job because a guy was having a problem that we couldn't solve over the phone. And. Uh, if he handed me, because I didn't, I, I had a trunk full of tools, but you weren't using my tools unless yours went bad. Right. Okay. So if you handed me one of them 39 cent screwdrivers you got at the drugstore, I'd probably throw it at you. <laughs> <laughs> You're not tearing up my hands. Yeah, that's right. I paid good money for this. You're laughing because you know that that's a true story. Oh, yeah, I've absolutely. Been there and, myself. I mean, and then you get the one where you go out there and the unit's sitting at a 45-degree angle. And, you know, like, hey, don't you take any pride in your work? And there are a lot of them, and you see those pictures on the internet all the time on Facebook and YouTube and what have you. So. You know, one of the things I I just absolutely cannot stand to hear is the uh, the term "you can't teach an old dog a new trick," because there are so many things to learn, and education, when done sincerely, is a lifelong opportunity. And you, my friend, are a prime example of why we should never stop looking at the new technologies and the new innovations in our industry. Harvey, do you mind telling me how old you are? Uh, I'm 83. 83 years old, and you have your own YouTube channel and Facebook channel. Harvey, uh, let's tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, on either one, it's under Certified HVAC Training. Whether it's on YouTube or Facebook, both of those are mine. Uh, on uh, YouTube, it's just the videos. You can go in and look at the videos. Uh, on Facebook, uh, if you go to that, you have to join because I made it a private channel. Yep. Because there's too much BS on some of these uh, sites that I get on where a guy says, you know, a, a, a guy ask a legitimate question and then you get guys on there that say just berate him right. yeah. i can't say right now what some of them actually say yeah, no. 
and, and that bothers me, and that's why I made it private, I, so that I could, if, if you did that on my channel, you're going. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it is, that, that's the way I am. Harvey Kaplan, you're one amazing individual, and I'm grateful to know you. Everyone, check out Harvey at YouTube and Facebook, and I look forward to seeing you next year at our HVAC Excellence Conference. I'm sure Brandy will be in there. Cliff, it's always a pleasure to be with you. Thank you. You too, my friend. All right. Feel good, Brandy.